Trading at episode 86. So the first two years was treacherous for me. You know, I was taking so many, I was blowing so many accounts. Uh, but after two years, I actually understood the psychology. I mastered, I mastered psychology, sorry. I had a good, solid uh, strategy methodology that I was using and the risk management I was using as well. So I would say after two years is when I was consistently profitable. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins. And before we get into the interview today, I just want to touch on the sponsor. So I've got a new sponsor. You would have heard their message just before. Uh, look, it's it's one of my ex-guests. So Daniel Martin, who was on the show not so long ago, they've he runs City Traders Imperium. They're sponsoring the podcast. They're on board for a few months. Look, they're my first major sponsor. So please head over there, City Traders Imperium. There's links in the YouTube uh, on the site, and obviously you're going to hear about them today. Now, please head over there whilst they sponsor and go and check them out. Make sure you let them know you came from Trading Nut as well. All right, guys, so on to the show. Today we have Ali Quasi on the show. Now, he he goes by the handle Forexed, Forexed on Instagram. He's got a fantastic Instagram account over there. One year, It's worthwhile checking out. It's just got so much information there for traders and a whole bunch of other fun stuff and all this sort of, sort of thing. Hence why he's got so many Instagram followers as well. Uh, guys, so he's on the show coming up in just a second. And we actually shot a fantastic couple of videos afterwards. So one you're going to see this week. The next one I'm probably going to release in a few weeks' time, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube for that video. It's it's a it's a doozy. It's it's a bit like my Trading View Replay Challenge, which is what I'm doing now, where I'm getting guys to go through uh, a back test in Trading View and seeing how they come out. Um, there's a little link over there on the site. You can go and check out the results of the guys who've been through that. It's happening once a week, so make sure you jump over there on the YouTube channel and, and check that out. Now, last but not least, before we get into the show, I just want to let you know that I've closed off the Robot Traders Club. So guys, if you're in that club, head over to the chat, check out what the details are, are around that. Uh, I moved everything over to my builders club, so I'm teaching people how to build trading robots, right? So, I mean, like for example, there's a guy that's just mentioned this week that he's building a robot to help him pass a funded uh, trader program, like what uh, City Traders Imperium offer. So he's built a robot that you know restricts him to do certain things, so that he can't break the rules of the funded trader program and can pass the evaluation and that sort of thing. So there's so many things you can do. Uh, this month I've probably got the best offer on ever uh, with the, the Nick Sean robot being given away to anyone who joins up the Robot Builders Club. There's a there's a discount code as well uh, where you can get five hundred dollars off. Go and check it all out there on tradingnut.com, folks. Let's, that's enough from me. We've got a fantastic interview coming up, and then there's some fantastic videos that follow up this interview. So please, let's hear it for Ali Quasi. Let's go. 
All right, folks, we've got Ali here on the show. He goes by the handle Forex on Instagram. And one of my followers uh, said, hey, you've got to, got to get this guy on the show. He's doing amazing stuff over there. Uh, so I checked out some of his content, and he's right. It is amazing stuff. Some of the great great videos he's got the, up there on YouTube and, and some nice analysis. So we're going to find out all about how he got into it today and uh, even learn a thing or two. So welcome to the show, Ali. Thank you for having me, Cam. Look, it's a pleasure to have you on. Now, to start the show off, I usually get people to talk about how they got into trading. So do you want to give us your sort of full story, background of your life, how you got into trading, and, and I'll ask a few questions along the way. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. So um, I've been trading for around more or less around five years now. And um, obviously, I started with uh, just like how any other person would start, just you know, making money and uh, you know, chasing that financial freedom. And I actually went to college um, for the first year for computer science. And afterwards, like after a few semesters, um, I didn't I didn't think it was for me. So I had to drop out of that. And, uh, you know, I took trading full time and I really saw some progress in trading, especially when I started my uh, Forex page. I saw a lot of uh, followers, you know, liking my content. And I thought, you know, maybe I was doing something right with my trading. So I just continued to pursue it, and uh, you know, after a few years, approximately two years, I actually gained that profitability and that consistent kind of consistency uh, for me to be able to live off of trading, basically. Yeah. And so, so how did you stumble into it? You know, what what, what made you interested, and in, in how old were you when you did it? Um, well, I would say so. I would like I just graduated high school. And uh, like maybe like the last year of high school, I kind of understood what Forex was, but I didn't really, you know, delve into it. Kind of like how a lot of people know what the stock market is, but they don't really know the, the details of it. Same thing for me. Um, but essentially, I just wanted to, uh, you know, gain that financial freedom. I didn't really want to work. The nine to five is definitely not something that I was really interested in because my family, you know, they work nine to five. And I see sometimes they come home from work and they're stressed out. Uh, you know, they're they're just completely drained out of energy. And I just couldn't see myself living um, like that. And looking at the technology today, you know, computers and, and all this, there's multiple of different ways that you could make money. I just chose uh, to do Forex, even though there's, you know, a lot of other um, other stuff that I've tried as well. Like, uh, you know, I even tried dropshipping at one point. Uh, but Forex really stood out for me as well. Yeah, it was just, you know, that that, that freedom to just b do anything you want with your own schedule and uh, to just trade from anywhere, especially. It's funny, I had uh, had another interviewer on um, interview on here just before, probably just before you, who did the same thing, went to drop, drop shipping and then ended up in Forex. So um, what, what about like, I mean, so you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn to trade forex. Can you think back to five years ago and and how it all started? I mean, what were you, what were your first steps into into this industry? My first steps. Okay, so the very first thing I did actually to gain, you know, or understand or have a better understanding of forex was I would actually Google, uh, not Google, sorry, I would go on YouTube and I'd search up what is forex and just learn the basics from that. Uh, you know, understanding the major currencies, what it actually is. Um, you know, it's some basic facts. And then I also noticed there was a app, which I really, really liked, especially. And sometimes even now when I see when I have beginners messaging me and asking me where to get started, I always recommend this app because I personally felt like it really helped me, you know, uh, get a better understanding, not only of the basics, but um, like a lot of the uh, 
the other side of it as well, where, you know, you, 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 where, for example, if somebody was to come up to you and ask you what is Forex, you'd be able to explain to them thoroughly and, uh, and accurately as to what it is. And that app is actually called Go Forex. And, uh, you know, I think they have very, very good information on there for free as well. They even have like a simulation where you can actually go and uh, start trading. Cool. That's a great recommendation. I've got a funny feeling I've heard about that before, but maybe before it was an app. It may have even been a guy from New Zealand. I, I'm just thinking here. I, I, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that's so that's where you sort of got your foundation, and you know you would have obviously dived into the charts. Did you go demo trading first? Did you go uh, straight into the live account? How did that look? Oh man, oh man. I I actually started off live. You know, I started off small, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and I blew. I blew all. Like obviously, you know, when you start off as a trading, you don't even know what you're doing. You're just kind of gambling in the beginning. Obviously, I blew my accounts, uh, but then I started to understand what the demo accounts was, and obviously, I started to pick up demo accounts and started to uh, go more into technical analysis. Actually, before I even focused on technical analysis, I would be focusing more on the fundamentals. You know, looking at unemployment rates and you know, just like like you know, non-farm payrolls and interest rates decisions, and the economy of a country. But that was too too major, too broad. I need to be. I need to look for something more precise. So I kind of stumbled upon technical analysis from a lot of the traders on Instagram, and um, from then I just kind of, you know, looked at their analysis and tried copying it and trying to understand like how they, you know, marked it the way that they did, and then you know they would kind of say terms like you know resistance, and I would you know get curious and just search up what resistance was in in forex and. Eventually, just kind of, you know, like compound interest, your knowledge just stacks up uh, onto each other until, you know, it got to a point where I was just trading demo and I was using technical analysis. Sometimes I'd win, sometimes I'd lose. Uh, keep in mind, though, I had no I had no knowledge of the psychological aspect and the actual risk management of trading. This was just pure methodology and pure just, you know, the strategy aspect of trading. Uh, so demo I did like around for a few months, I would say maybe five to six months and then from there i thought you know i was prepared for the live account now because i had a you know a, a good strategy little did i know you know the greed starts kicking in you know the fear starts kicking in risk management was not even in place i didn't even know what risk management was and uh from that point on you know you learn from your losses you learn from uh you know your mistakes and i kind of you know mastered my psychology using different methods such as reading books uh i even started took up even meditation which really helped me as well and uh for risk management it's very very similar you know you just have to understand like the casino mindset uh you know so yeah that's that's pretty much how i uh started off and so, so it was that, a long journey. You know? yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. Well, that, I mean, it's it's good because you've given us you know five to six months in demos is a lot longer than a lot of people do out there. Uh, so, I mean, that that obviously gave you the strategy. I mean, you went to live. You know, the greed kicked in. Were you? What can you give us an example of what exactly you might have been doing wrong that you weren't doing in the demo account? Oh man, I was entering too many positions on the live account because on the demo account. Uh, I, I, when you're trading demo, like, you know, when you're, when you're losing, you don't really think of it, uh, you know, you're like, oh yeah, whatever, like it's just red and I'll just close my position. I'll just refund it, you know, but on a live account, it's not like that. You're trading with money that you actually worked hard for and you really want, you know, this 500 or a thousand dollars to actually turn into something, something profitable that you can actually, you know, make something tangible. 
and you know i'll see like 50 dollars profit and i'll be like okay yo i'm i'm definitely going to close this trade when it, i instead i could have just held on to that trade and it could have you know even did 100 dollars or even you know 150 dollars um and even when i was losing trades i would you know get very very scared especially like uh, when i saw the red and for that reason like i would either i'd be too eager to just close out my position and like you know let the trade play out and then try again even though that's like you, being patient is important but you know taking action is sometimes you know it's more important as well you're just gonna let the trade just go by and from that like uh, you just have to overcome that as well with fear uh what, what i what i actually something that helped me overcome these uh problems was actually looking at the setup itself rather than my meta trader um if you notice like on meta trader when you're when you're when you're in negative you see the screen turn red and psychologically speaking when you see a red it just means danger you know it means mm. warning so for that reason i just completely stopped looking at my meta trader i focus on my setup occasionally i'd pull up you know to see how like my trade was doing and whatnot how the, the swap fees and etc uh but other than that focusing more on trading view and the actual trade itself rather than the position that i was holding really helped my psychology in in that aspect that's a nice tip. I like that. And so, did did you find there was like a tipping point or a turning point where things just started to to flip over? Sorry, could you repeat that question? Did you, did you find there was like a tipping point or a turning point where things just started to like you know really click for you and you go, I've now got this? Yeah, I think that was it. Like when I'd focus more on the setup rather than the uh, the meta trader itself, because then I was more focused on my analysis rather than looking at it profit wise i was looking more at the pips rather than the profit you know and that that in itself just took out all the greed that i had because i'm not looking at the money anymore right i'm looking at the setup and the fear there was no more fear as well sometimes you would you know as beginners you'd have fear of entering trades or you know if you know that fear of just feeling that you're going to be wrong i actually never had that i never had to go through that because i understood from the beginning that no one is going to win 100% of the time, you know? So even somebody who says 90% of the time when they win 90% of the time, like I, I personally think that's very unlikely. Um, so f- f- through that aspect and through that perspective, I was okay with losses. But as soon as, it, as, soon as I had like a string of losses, obviously I'd be upset. Um, I'd get angry with myself, obviously again, something that I had to overcome. And... You know, uh, fortunately, it didn't really take me that long because I started looking into, again, I, I would look at other successful traders as well. And I would try to take their advice, not only listen to it, but I'd actually take their advice, write it down and understand what they were trying to tell me. And I'd try to implement it in my own trading, trading whether it be something as simple as, uh, you know, closing your positions or like, you know, holding, holding your positions um, instead of closing it too early. Or walking away from the chart when you enter a trade. You know, something very, very simple and something very easy to do. A lot of traders lack in that because they think, oh, I'm better than that. You know, but fortunately enough, I was able to, uh, you know, overcome that by actually looking at uh, other successful traders and understanding where they're coming from. And the strategy you're using when you, you know, find it finally clicked for you and uh, mm-hmm. even now, is it is it the same as the one you were running on demo? No, 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 no. Uh, the one that I was the one that I was running back then was the simple, you know, following the trend with support resistance and uh, and like moving averages to just to help me identify the trend. Uh, but that was pretty much it. Like I wasn't even using candlesticks, uh, candlestick patterns. 
uh, at that time. But, you know, like the thing is when you back test it, it actually works. And it worked for me like around 60 or maybe even 50% of the time, which at the time I was satisfied with because I wasn't getting it wrong all the time now. You know, because when I was just starting, I'd get it wrong, like almost always. And sometimes, you know, there'd be a winning trade, but because of pure luck rather than actually analyzing and seeing what I did right. Uh, but obviously, you know, the market evolves and you have to, your methodology has to evolve with it. So right now, obviously, there's other stuff I look for, which uh, now that I think back, actually, like that was a very simple strategy that I used to follow. Um, but the way that the market is right now, I feel like you, you you won't be able to follow that same methodology um, anymore. Okay, that's interesting. And so, did did you? How did you? When you evolved into this, you know, more advanced strategy, did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you add things into it so that you didn't destroy what you'd already had in the past? Um, well, I looked. Okay, so for example, in the beginning, I would look at uh, like trend trading, but then I would break that up. I'd be like, what is a trend, and what time frames do I have to identify this trend? Uh, like before I'd be looking at the lower time frames, but then uh, as I progressed my my uh, learning and my, my understanding of how the Forex market was, I'd look at other time frames as well, which I wasn't really used to at the time. And then from that, I would look at market structure. This was a new term that was very, you know, and that took me a while to actually fully grasp as well. But once I mastered that, like I had that down and then I would understand how the support resistance um, and how to actually like, like this, the psychology behind it. Like, for example, if there's a support at the bottom, it's not it's not just like, oh, because price is struggling to break through, but rather it has everything to do with psychology. Uh, you know, like the, the bears are failing to push through support and the bulls are starting to outweigh, uh, you know, outweigh the bears at that specific point in time where the, the price is at support. But once, you know, once you see a specific type of candlestick, you would recognize, okay, maybe we're having a breakout now. And then once we have that breakout, I'd actually wait for the retest rather than just entering off of that breakout. So a bit more patience uh, as time progressed. And, you know, that was a, a really big turning point for me as well. What, what would you, how would you define your trading style at the moment? I'm more of like an intraday uh, day trader type. Uh, I like to hold positions for maybe, you know, a day a few hours and maybe even like two or three days, but nothing more than that. I definitely do not like to hold positions over the weekend. Um, however, I, I know how to trade. Like for someone for someone who wants to do swing trading, uh, I understand what you have to look for in order to you know have a good setup for that specific type of trading style. And what what time frames do you analyze now? The daily and four hour mostly. I don't even drop down to the one hour and the two hour. I just strictly focus on the daily and the four hour. And uh, beginning of the week, I like to look at the weekly time frame as well. But other than that, like, and you know, at the end of the month, I look at the monthly time frame just to see how the candle closed. But other than that, like, it's just daily and four hour. And how many trades do you reckon you take a week? Ooh, that varies. Um, I would say maybe around three to seven trades per week it just it depends on like how the market is at the time you know i don't really like i'm not one of those traders that force trades uh rather i just like to i like to look at different setups i like to identify the best possible the best quality setup and then i execute on that on that one setup you know like usually what other traders do is that they would find multiple setups and they'd enter all of them i'm more of like a conservative so i'd look for uh i'd look for the best type of setup I'd execute on that. And what's your um, winning percentage and risk to reward ratio? How does that look? 
Okay, so minimum risk reward ratio, I would do one to two. Uh, like I barely even do one to two, but minimum, I would do one to two. Um, the winning percentages, uh, I would say maybe around 60 to 70% now. Uh, before it was much lower. I was still profitable, of, of course, but uh, obviously the, the higher win percentage you have and with the proper risk management, you can have a, you can have a winning percentage below 50%, but still end the month profitable, you know. Uh, but recently, like it's been, it's been pushing up higher and higher because of this new strategy that I've just been looking at. And and how many instruments do you check when you're analyzing the markets? When you say instruments, do you mean like technical, like uh, like, uh, like tools? No, sorry. I mean like I mean um, symbols, currency pairs, indices, commodities. Is is there is there a better oh, okay. way to say it? I don't know. Is there a better way to say it than instruments? Like I was actually struggling with this term the other day. I was like, is there a better way to describe? Is it markets? Yeah, with the number of markets that you trade. Maybe it's markets. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think markets is a yeah. probably a well known a better term to maybe use. I'll but um, it to markets. Yeah, no worries, man. So, um, but to answer that question, yeah. Sorry, you, you were ta- you were. Uh, I was something? just going to say, yeah, go on, mate. How many? Um, how many? Well, sorry, how many do you trade, and what? Which ones are they? Okay, yeah. So usually I just trade. Uh, well, not usually. I only trade forex, and the major currency what I, lo- I like to look for as well. But sometimes I like to mix it as well. Uh, so, for example, you know the major currencies. There's a USD CAD, GBP USD. Uh, you know USD CHF. But then I also like to trade GBP JPY. You know GBP odd. Um, Euro CHF at times, Euro CAD as well, CAD JPY. Um, but other than that, I don't really trade any indices or or commodities. I used to trade gold a lot, but the way that it's looking right now, like I personally don't feel. I feel like I can find better opportunities in the forex market rather than the commodities, just because of the craziness that's happening with the whole virus and it's just really just shooting up. Personally, I don't really see any quality setups uh, for gold. So for that reason, like at the time, I'm just focusing on Forex. Yeah, especially with the weirdness that went on with oil just recently as well. I mean, that's, you know, how do you trade that? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was fundamentally driven for sure. Yeah. You know, with uh, the whole OPEC in Saudi Arabia and Russia, crazy. Now, now, how many trades do you typically have running um, at, at one time? Uh, maximum three. Maximum three. Now, this is... Um, like sometimes I do like to scale in, but with with that you know putting that aside, I would say like three different positions. And and do you have like a trading plan? Actually, I I had heard this the other day, and it was a great trading plan I heard. So do you have like I mean you said maximum three. Do you have like a trading plan that you sort of you've got all these rules and stuff that you'll have to adhere to? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, every every trader d- does have a trading plan, especially, you know, if they've been uh, trading for so long, you must have a trading plan. Like, for example, one of my trading plan is um, I don't trade on Sundays. That's just something, well, that's one thing that really helped my winning percentage, like, you know, increase, is I would just simply stop trading Sundays and Fridays as well when the market is about to close. And also, I would look at fundamentals as well. So if I see there's a major news event, for example, on Friday, every, the first Friday of every month, there's non-farm payroll, I would make sure to not be in any USD um, trades, any USD pairs uh, at, that, at that time when that news, re- news release occurs. You know, there's like small things like that that could really help. And like another thing that on my trading plan, obviously, I don't want to reveal the whole thing, uh, is like my minimum risk reward ratio is one to two. And I'm, I'm risking 2% on every single trade. 
Some people, they like to risk 3%. Some people even like to go up to 5%. Personally, I feel comfortable with 2% per trade. So for example, if I have a risk reward ratio of one to four, I'd be making 8% if that trade were to hit take profit and I'd only lose 2% if it hit stop loss. Right, cool. That's that's really useful. So, so what does your typical trading day look like? Um, what does my typical trading day look like? Uh, like, what do you mean? Well, if you if you're going to be, uh, I assume you're sort of trading. I mean, maybe every week, every day you're looking at the charts at some point. How do you? When do you look at the charts? How do you, uh, and how does that sort of factor into your, you know, typical mm. day? Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Um, so there's different sessions that I like to really trade, especially the uh, the London and the New York session. Um, so what I personally like to, the times, the timings I like to enter trades is uh, after the Asian session. So this is after the daily close on my time, it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. After the daily close, and I'd wait for the four-hour closure. And then if I if there's a if there's a um, a trade or a setup that presents itself, I would I would be entering then. Uh, however, I don't really trade after like lunchtime, which is usually around 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. like Eastern time. And um, but the best time for me is uh, pre New York session and post uh, like London session. So I'm like post prime London session. So obviously my time New York session is uh, like around like 8, 830 uh, a.m. Eastern time. I like to be up and looking at the charts around 5 a.m. and looking for setups and because 5 a.m. is one of the four hour closures. Um, so at that time is if I can find a good position at that time, that's like the perfect time for me. And so yeah, I suppose if you don't go lower than four hours, so it's only every four hours you've got to really do something. Uh, what do you do with the rest of the time? Oh man, I just I just do whatever. Like once I enter my trade, I just I you know I either go on Instagram, you know, like post stories there, help you know answer DMs. Sometimes I just you know go play basketball, go out for a jog. There's multiple read, reading books even. It just depends how I'm feeling that day. But usually, the, like, the four-hour closures is when I'm on the charts. You know, like, for example, 9 a.m., 5 a.m., 1, 1 p.m. Like, I, like, those timings, I'm on the charts, and I'm ready to look for positions. So in the beginning, what do you think made you different from other mum and dad traders out there? I mean, what, what special traits did you have or actions did you take? Well, I was, I was a very, very curious and a hard worker. I think, like, um, for example... Um, the markets open on the weekdays, right? On the weekends is where the studying would really happen for me. Uh, like most traders, they'd be, you know, they'd, they'd front test, they'd back test on the weekdays when the market's actually open. But when the weekend comes, they're no longer interested in trading until the market opens up again. But me at that time, I was so eager to learn. Like uh, I'd be, you know, looking at YouTube videos. I'd be looking at past trades, past mistakes that I did. And keep in mind, this is when I was a beginner. So this wasn't even like, uh, like a few years in, in in trading, like this was like when I was just starting out. I was already I was looking at on the weekend. I was writing down stuff. I was looking at what I could do better. What stuff helps me as a trader, like increase my win rate. For example, instead of looking uh, at support resistance on the one hour, I'd be looking at the at the two hour or, or or the four hour. Keep in mind, this is like in the very very beginning, right? And I think that's pretty much it. Like every single time I'd hear a different, like a new term, like like Elliott waves, for example, or like supply demand, I'd be the first to just write write that down. And then later on, look at YouTube, you know, look at, you know, different traders that on social media platforms and just try to understand what it is and uh, try to understand, try to get a better understanding of how to actually, how I could personally implement it in my own trading. Sometimes it wouldn't even really be as useful. 
because I have a very specific trading style. But still, it's still it's very good to learn new things. Uh, for who knows, you might you might be able to you know use it in the future. Yeah, it's quite it's quite common uh, amongst the guys that have been on the show is that they're very curious and they'll go off and and you know study things, work hard after finding out some information. Whereas a lot of other people, and the, the large majority, I think, just like being spoon, spoon-fed stuff, and mm-hmm. will, will happily consume it, but then won't go and actively try and try and um, you know understand it themselves and spend time learning it. Uh, what what do you think a retail trader working a day job? What what do you think they should do other than you know jump on the Go Forex app and and sort of study that and jump on YouTube? And what what things do you think they should do in terms of taking steps to become a profitable trader? Okay, so if, if if there's a retail trader or like an individual that's working nine to five, you have to be organized in the way that, that you actually go about working. So for example, if you start work at nine nine and you end at five o'clock, what are you doing after five o'clock? You know, say you say you know it takes an hour to get home, for example. What are you doing after that? You know, you, you might have you know spend some family time, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but there should be a time in your like every single day every single day. There should be a time where you just dedicate it straight to Forex and learning, um, you know, what, what what you should be, you know, what you should be learning. For example, like, you know, what support resistance is and, and et cetera. And the weekend especially, this is the best time for you to really learn new things because then you have the previous, da- like the week's data you can look at. And if you have the replay tool, you can really start backtesting um, on, on some of those trades. So I would just recommend organize your time. And try to try to make at least, if not an hour, like 45 to 30 minutes to just focus on Forex and use that time wisely and understand, uh, you know, just jot down things that you want to learn, uh, what you what you already kind of have an understanding of what you want to fully understand, you know, like things like that, things of that nature. And, you know, every single day, just try your best to learn something new about trading, if, especially if, if for those who are trying to overcome this, the rat race. Um, you have to learn like there there you can't just you, you can't make an excuse that you're tired you have to make time you have to this has to be a priority for you so so thinking about a price chart i mean what three things would you recommend a novice or intermediate trader educate themselves on uh candlestick patterns for sure like not not only candlestick patterns but the psychology of the candlesticks um, and I would also recommend looking at the overall trend of the market, understanding which way the market is trending. And it's not as simple as, oh, since the market, since the price is pushing up, it has to be in an uptrend. It's not as simple as that. It can be a bit more, you know, a bit more complex than that. And so understanding the trend, the psychology of the candlesticks and uh, understanding which sessions work best for you. You know, because, for example, like the Asian session, generally speaking, is known to be a very like slow session. Whereas the New York session or the London session is known to generally known to make big moves, so you want to uh, find that one session that's good for you, and write that like you know write it in your trading plan and try to use that session to your own benefit. So just to quickly recap: psychology of candlesticks, you know, price action, uh, the trend itself, and what session works best for you. And on the uh, on the first two, I mean, what what where would you? get somebody to start on a on for example the psychology of candlesticks being what's a good resource um, for that and the trends actually as well okay so uh candlestick psychology so you kind of so if you understand candlestick patterns um you you have to understand why these candlestick patterns are 
are the way that it is. For example, the bullish pin bar, you have to understand why uh, the bullish pin bar is going to, it has a bullish, you know, bias rather than a bearish one. Uh, and something that you could potentially use is maybe babypips.com, babypips.com. Honestly, I haven't really looked at different references because uh, mostly it's just experience that in, like, the more you trade, the more you'll understand how price behaves. Um, so, like, you know, for example, if there's a huge wick towards the upside. You have to understand, like, what that means. Uh, for, exa- like, for example, there could be an evening straw formation in a downtrend. And generally speaking on candlestick pattern cheat sheets, uh, an evening straw formation obviously means that it's going to push down, but rather you'd see a push up because it's not in the correct environment that that, that specific candlestick pattern formed in. You have to be uh, aware of like, you know, which type of setting that it's actually that, that you want to actually trade in. Uh, the second thing, the trend. Um, you know, you have to look at different time frames, market structure, especially. There is a very good uh, book I would recommend. This is actually for the first one as well, understanding the psychology. It's called the uh, Candlestick uh, Bible, I believe it's it's called, mm-hmm. and um, it's a very very useful book. I'm not sure the price. Uh, I think it's around maybe ten dollars, or even if it's worth fifty dollars, I would say yeah, you know, I would. It's a very good investment. I would highly recommend you guys buy that because. Um, Trust me, like it's a very, very in-depth book. Like it talks about what each candlestick pattern and what it entails and why it's a pattern, you know. And then it, on top of that, it talks about market structure as well. And market structure is obviously paramount to understanding the overall trend of the market. Nice. Cool. Well, look, let's jump into the quickfire round. So this, uh, we've got a few questions here that are help going to summarize some of what you've said and find out a little bit more as well. So how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? So the first two years was treacherous for me. You know, I was taking so many, I was blowing so many accounts. Uh, but after two years, I actually understood the psychology. I mastered, a uh, master psychology, sorry. I had a good, solid uh, strategy methodology that I was using and the risk management I was using as well. So I would say after two years is when I was consistently profitable. What's your favorite entry setup? Uh, a tweezer top right at the level of resistance. And what's a tweezer? Tweezer, just so I've, I've heard that term before, but I can't picture it in my head. A tweezer, okay. So it's a basically a candlestick Bible. Uh, sorry, a, a can. Sorry, it's a candlestick pattern where the the wick at the top and the wick at. So there's two candlesticks, right? So the first the first candlestick and the second candlestick they have an equal wick at the top, and the first candlestick happens to be bullish and the second one happens to be bearish. So that basically shows that the the bears are ultimately overcoming the bulls uh, that specific candlestick, and the the bears usually. Uh, there happens to be a big move after that specific pattern occurs, especially at a strong level of resistance. I could even show you an example once we hop onto the charts. Cool, cool. Uh, What strategies do you use to exit or manage active trades? Okay, um, so usually I like to do uh, 2% risk on each trade. So this is generally speaking. And once my trade is in profit plus 2%, I usually make my trade break even. Um, with when it's four percent, then I like to secure one percent profit, and then I just let it ride out. And occasionally, like when it's like up around eighty percent, I like to close like maybe eighty percent uh, of my trade position, uh, and just let the rest like uh, continue to continue to go go towards take profit. What's your recommended trading book? I think it's going to be Candlestick Patterns, or maybe another resource that we could uh, could could um, go and check out after the show. 
Um, babypips.com, there's also, uh, I would highly recommend reading some psychological, like psychology-based books as well, because this could uh, potentially help uh, the viewer or the listener uh, understand what they're lacking in and how they can actually improve on. Now, one of the books, psych- uh, psychology books I would recommend is Untangling the Mind. Now, the author, I can't really remember the author's name, but I remember reading that book and it was a very, very in-depth study of, of the brain and how it functions. And obviously, you can definitely use that in trading as well. Perfect. And what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, I use uh, MetaTrader 4 as my uh, my platform. And I use TradingView.com as to actually look for anal- uh, to analyze trades. And my preferred broker right now, uh, I use OctaFX just because they have a uh, a Bitcoin deposit and a withdrawal, which happens to be a very quick process rather than having to do wire transfer or visa debit. Personally speaking, especially as a Canadian resident, there's a lot of brokers that don't really deal with us. And um, OctaFX is also regulated and they have a low spread. So for that reason, currently I'm using OctaFX. If I happen to come by a, a better broker, then I would... I would definitely go with that broker. Mm, I've not heard them before, but that's that's interesting. Um, and a nice way to get around the, the regulations if, if you're stuck, um, as we are here in New Zealand, quite somewhat. Uh, look, last last question. Oh, sorry, second last question. Oh, no, last question of this this round is if you could walk us through your worst ever trade. Oh, man. <laughs> my worst ever trade. So I had a 10K account. This was like back, uh, I would say maybe my... Uh, 1.5 years so i wasn't really consistently profitable but i felt like i understood it you know i was very firm uh in, in my understanding of the forex market so i went big you know at the time ten thousand dollars was a lot of money for me and i put in ten thousand dollars second weekend or third weekend i was taking trades that were not, was not uh, according to my trading plan and my risk management plan so i was basically just gambling so i remember i remember this exactly it was euro jpy i was entering a short position and the reason why I was entering a short position was simply because it was a shooting star or an evening star formation off of a level of resistance, I believe. Now, we actually went down and I was up like around 2000 or $3,000. I felt like I could continue pushing down. And this was like, by the way, I was risking maybe like 80% of my account. I was going all in on this trade. Jeez. And yeah, it just, it just kept pushing down. And I was, I, I was seeing some nice profit. And uh, at the time, I was in college. So I closed my laptop. I paid attention to lecture. I opened it up. And I saw like a 7.5 thousand loss and I was just devastated because that was a lot of money uh, for me at the time. Oh, dear. I feel your pain. Yeah, man. Like I was scaling in and everything, man. It was it was a very terrible time. Before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Um, Instagram, uh, Forex. Uh, there's also my, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just say Instagram. Yeah, check him out on Instagram. So, look, a big thank you to Ali for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Ali in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. So there we have it, folks. Interview done and dusted with Ali. Now, do remember to head over to the YouTube channel to find out how he breaks down a price chart. And then we get a real treat in the coming weeks where I'm going to release a video where he actually goes through and places a trade his entire thought process is revealed uh, and it's a bit like the trading view replay challenge which is a new thing i do so guys plenty to check out here on trading that uh, do also remember to check out the spot new sponsor yes check out the new sponsor as well 
and uh, Robot Builders Club. This is the month to join, guys. If you're th- thinking about it, if you've been on the cusp, this is the month to join. You're going to get the Nick Sean Robot, which is over there. Find out more on the uh, Robot Builders Club page, or uh, and you're going to get $500 discount as well. So, folks, check all that out on tradingnut.com. See you next time.